Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella, so go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode number 202. The Hopefully Brian Callahan can be the Titans coach long enough for Austin to learn that you don't light a Bunsen burner with matches of Sodes. <laughs> I'm gonna very be good with you. I don't even I don't I don't even think I know how to light a Bunsen burner. I thought it was isn't it like a pipe with gas and no. So I actually I actually did it in high school. Um you you, you it's like a it, it's its own device. So you kind of just like squeeze it together and I think like it sparks. Okay. There's gonna be a Bunsen burner so, expert that's gonna call me out. But like it is like attached to like a tube, like with like gas and stuff, right? Yeah, it's it's like its own little contraption. It, it's it's an all I'll be honest device. with you. When when I first made the Bunsen burner, like remark, I thought a Bunsen burner looked like the thing that you set like a a coffee pot on to keep it warm. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like I legit yeah. thought that was a Bunsen burner in my mind when I started making the reference. I mean, the reference still plays because it does, and it can heat a seat. But I was just – I thought a Bunsen burner was like something you put like – you know when you're out camping and you put like a like a pot of uh, – on a, like a warmer to like make beans? That's what I thought a Bunsen burner was when we were first Yeah, started. making you explain what a Bunsen burner actually is really takes a lot away from the jokes that we've made um, in, in yeah. the past. And by the way, my it, Bunsen yeah. burner explanation may not be correct. I, I it, was when I, it was when I took chemistry in high school and – I did so well in it that they invited me back for summer school. So uh, cert- I, I, I may not be fully, fully in on this Bunsen burner knowledge. It, look, it's certainly more correct than whatever the hell I've been peddling for the last five minutes. Um, this is uh, a very vulnerable moment to open up a very big so <laughs> that uh, so title, of course, comes from our guy Corey Slovic. Good Not work. to be mistaken for Bobby Slowick, who missed out on the opportunity to become the Tennessee Titans head coach because, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We got our guy, Brian Callahan, which we will talk about extensively. Uh, we had a guest slated for this sode. But was not uh, he had to back out last minute, and we'll explain who that was uh, a little bit later. Uh, but before we get into all of the fun things for this week's so let's first get a word from our friends at Relax the Back. Oh, Austin, I'm feeling so much more relaxed now that the Titans have a new head coach and a great one on paper. But the Relax the Back team is going to set out every day to help everyone in the Nashville area work better, feel better and live better. And if you're like me and you struggle with insomnia issues, you're tossing and turning at night, or when you're sitting up at work in your chair, you have posture issues and you've got low back pain and neck stiffness, 
then Relaxivax is the place for you. They've got a variety of chairs that combat neck and back pain. For those of us who are sitting up all day at work, hunched over on our computers, getting your work done, they've got an X chair, an office chair, a zero gravity chair, a massage chair. They've got foot massagers. They've also got the latest in sleep technology, such as Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses. If you're in the market for new sleep technology, Relaxivax is the place for you. They're going to make sure you're waking up and feeling refreshed every single day. So go check them out. They're located at 2020 Glenico Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater in that little shopping center, right next to Hillsborough High School if you're from Middle Tennessee. If you're not, don't worry about it. You can still check out their amazing showroom online at stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville and start feeling better today. When you go in, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. And with all that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm sucking What is up, Flamettes? Welcome to the Titan Up Podcast. Today is Janu Henry. I won't stop saying it until he's officially gone. 24th of 2023. And we were supposed to get on our dear friend, old Uncle Mike Herndon, onto this podcast. However, about uh, an hour and a half prior to recording, we got this text. And I read it in full. And I quote, from his thumbs to your ears, hey, sorry to do this, but I'm going to have to cancel or reschedule. Our son got hit in the head with a chair at preschool. And we're having to go pick him up and take him to the doctor. Look, I'm I'm hoping he's okay. Yes. Okay? First, first and, and foremost, foremost. First and foremost, we want little Mike Herndon to be a hundred percent. Okay. He's in peace to Mike Herndon jr. With that said, that is the without question funniest way to ever cancel on a podcast hit. I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, I don't I mean, think it, I, I don't think he you could his, even make up something funnier than that. I, I'm, I'm wondering if he's sending his son to preschool with the Von Ericks. For you, Iron Claw <laughs> people out there, like that is an insane thing to have happen. Yeah, yeah, that is. Uh, it is. It is weird. It's like uh, you know, like I went to Edmondson Elementary School, EES. Uh, uh, apparently, Mike sends his kids to WWES. <laughs> <laughs> we'll what the hell is soon. going on? We'll get him on again soon to to pick his brain about some of this stuff because I really think actually next week might be the perfect time to bring him back on. Because hopefully we we start to fill out some of the staff um, that, that Brian Callahan's going to bring to Nashville. D- D- Titans aside, next week's a perfect time to bring Mike back on just to find out what happened with his son. Is <laughs> is is this going to prevent him from uh, fighting in WrestleMania this year? <laughs> <laughs> Got hit in the head with a chair at preschool. Like that's uh, a rough life. That that's a rough preschool. Maybe it's time to look into other schools, Mike. M- Mike moves to Texas, and they're throwing chairs down there. Like, I I don't know, man. Maybe it's time to move back to Nashville. They, they were – your kid missed no days of school based off of thrown chairs. 
Bobby Knight's also, great grandson probably in preschool with him, something like that. Also, that text came uh, went directly to Jack Gentry, and I'm just now realizing, Jack, you have 70 unread text messages. I and it's the worst thing ever because I I can scroll as far as I can possibly scroll, and I'll never be able to find out where those texts came in at. So you just like, you can't it's, find it's like the a bunch anymore. of it's like a bunch of spam, Amazon. It's probably a bunch of that stuff. All right. Well, this is what you need to do. Uh, my, you need to set up iMessage on your laptop. I know we've oh, been yeah. talking about it. I, for we've been about down two this years now for years. I know you need to do it. You need to do it, and then you can just right-click on the Messages app, and like it'll take you directly to the messages that are unread. But anyway, that's that's here or there. Austin Stanley is listening in his car right now, saying, "Thank you, Austin." Yes, I, Austin Stanley. If you need to call me later he, so we can vent about this, the fact that Jack is the most technologically illiterate human being alive is, that, is no, wild to me. Considering no, he grew up in the techno technology age. Look, man, I was touching grass. Okay, growing up. So the only I, technology Jack knows is what a Bunsen burner is. <laughs> <laughs> That's like caveman technology. Um, yeah, right, look, I, I, I have my shortcomings. I'm not going to lie. And iMessage on the computer has been one of them. We've got an Apple ID issue, but that's, that's getting too deep into this problem. Let's talk. You, you, you have your shortcomings, but I'll tell you someone who doesn't, Mr. Brian Callahan, your next head coach for the Tennessee Titans. And for only the second time ever an offensive-minded head coach in Titans franchise history. This is wild. The last one, well, Don't bring the him last up. one was, the last one was Ken wasn't Hunt. Um, this is, said his name. Okay, I'm sorry. Look, I just, this is awkward. I, should we, is it time for the Titans to go the defensive route in terms, terms of head coach? Is it too soon to say that? Should the Titans fire Brian Callahan and go with a defensive-minded head coach? Well, you know, Callahan's got a little bit more to work with. Not to knock Uncle Zach Mettenberger, who's come on this pod and done great things. But I, I feel like we're in the right direction. You know, it took the Titans almost a decade to catch up to modern NFL offense. But it, it feels good now that we're here. I mean, the way that Mike Vrabel was winning in Tennessee is not, is not the way that most of these teams that are still left in the playoffs have been winning. They've been outscoring their opponents. They've been moving the ball through the air. And... Callahan said it best in an interview that has been popping up lately on Titans Twitter. It's, you know, the best teams in the NFL pass the ball the best. So, having said that, yeah, I, I, I'm excited for what he can do with Will Levis. Yeah, and I think that's the, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't think. That is the main reason why the Titans made this hire. They went out and they got a guy who can pull the best out of who the Titans believe is their next young franchise quarterback. And I, I, I think that's smart. Obviously, look, the NFL has catered around quarterbacks. They have changed rules in playbooks to benefit quarterbacks. Every aspect of the sport goes towards that one position. So the Titans investing in that one position by not only going out and getting a guy who they think that can play the position very well, but also finding the pieces around it, like a head coach and the staff that that head coach will eventually hire, uh, is, is what the Titans are doing. And I love to see that because there have been many years, and not to – you know, kick anyone or, or kick anyone while they're down or anything. But there have been many years where the Titans were not that forward thinking and very stubborn in their ways. And 
I'm excited that this is like, I don't know, it feels like uh, the turning over of a new leaf in some, some yeah, ways. Yeah, 100%. And that's what gets Titans fans so excited. Um, you, you look at some of the quarterbacks that Callahan's worked with. Uh, Peyton Manning, Matt Stafford, Derek Carr for only one season, uh, yeah. Joe Burrow. Three out of those four dudes have a really good shot at making the Hall of Fame. And Peyton Manning's, to, Pey- Pey- say, Peyton Manning's you, record-breaking you, season of 50-plus touchdowns. Uh, is that Brian sure. Callahan? People are asking. Uh, people are people asking. Are asking. <laughs> but then you go to the coaches that he coached under. Gary Kubiak, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, now Zach Taylor. And I made this point on the morning show today. I like this not only because of what Brian Callahan's done, and he's done a lot. This is not a nepotism hire because his dad coached in the league for blah, blah, blah years, for this team, that team, whatever. He's earned this opportunity. And Zach Taylor now has a chance to start a coaching tree. Well, it seems like every head coaching cycle, teams with vacancies are always looking to pick that last piece of fruit, even if they're distantly tied to Sean McVay <laughs> yeah. or Kyle Shannon. Yeah. Trying to pick right. that, that, that berry that's not really ripe yet. Just because yeah. they... They grew on the Sean McVay tree or the Kyle Shanahan tree. Well, Brian Callahan is the first apple picked off of the Zach Taylor tree. And he is he is primed to succeed. He is ready to be eaten. And I, I think that this is a great move for that in, in that respect, but also the pedigree he's had. He's, he's been to two Super Bowls. He's won one as an assistant with the Denver Broncos. But Austin, you know, Titans fans have spent the last week and will probably spend the next week trying to familiarize themselves with Callahan and his past and what he's come from and who he's worked with and what they have yeah. to say about him. There yeah. is no better article to read than Dan Pompey's on The Athletic. And for those who have read it, you know what I'm talking about. But for those who aren't subscribed to The Athletic, for which there are many, I understand. Uh, hand raised right here. Look, look, I went to University of Missouri Journalism School. You think I have the money to then turn around and pay for really good journalism? Come on, dude. Uh, let's let's get real. So poor uh, us cheapos out there for the, for the the poor among us. Can you give us a book report on the athletic sure. article? Yeah, and it gets you really excited. I'm talking like two tone blue chew excited, Austin. Ooh, <laughs> okay, all right. So if 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 four hours from now I'm still excited, I should probably consult a physician. Call your doctor after four hours. Okay. This is really about a five-minute read, so it shouldn't last for four hours. But if it does, I, I don't blame you, and your doctor probably won't either. But in the story, he talked to Rich Gannon and you know Stafford, Manning, and Burrow, the big four, really, that he's been around. And I mentioned Rich Gannon because his dad was Rich Gannon's coach in Oakland when Rich Gannon won that MVP in 2002. Which, if, At- if you want to get super conspiracy theorists, uh, maybe this is Amy Adams Strunk playing the long con and getting Brian Callahan back uh, in the, like, this is, Hey, remember when you beat the Titans in the AFC championship back in what? 2003. Uh, Now we're going to hire your son and then can his ass after uh, (laughs) five games or something. I don't know. I think that would be, I got, I would, look, twisted, twisted, Yeah, would that put that would that set the Titans years behind in you know productivity and you know and excelling in the NFL? <laughs> yes, it would. But would it be one hell of a comeback? 
also yes. So I'm kind of here for it. Like I would, I anyone who's that petty, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, I can't wait to see what the Titans do with Andy Reid's son if he ever resurfaces and gets back to <laughs> He's got a couple other things to clean up though, I think. Um, but anyways, in the Dan Pompey story. They talked about Rich Gannon because when Brian Callahan was growing up and learning how to play the quarterback position, he was a freshman in high school when Gannon was in Oakland. And so he would sit in on meetings with Gannon, and he would pick and pry at Gannon at how do I be a better quarterback. And sure, Gannon did teach him some footwork stuff and some read stuff, but more importantly, he taught him the mental side of this, uh, the mental side about being a quarterback, which is so important nowadays because we've seen plenty of dudes with plenty of talent fail because they don't know how to operate or read a defense or, you know, go through checks. And, you know, Zach Wilson's the latest example, plenty of talent, but can't put it together. Um, Gannon helped Callahan with that. And that really opened Callahan's eyes up to the position as a whole. And then when he got hired by Denver, Tim Tebow was there. And you're probably asking, you know, Jack, well, how the hell is Tim Tebow going to help Brian Callahan learn how to develop a quarterback? He could barely throw the Jack, ball himself. Jack, how the... Jack, how the hell is Tim Tebow going to help Brian Callahan to, to throw a uh, uh, to become a better quarterback? He can hardly throw the ball himself. I'm so glad you asked, Austin. But it's because of this. It has nothing to do with Tebow's talent or developing Tebow. You know, along the way, it's he calls it his Tebow lesson that he learned. You know, when you have a quarterback who has deficiencies, you make sure you do what they do well a lot. So what did they do? They install, installed option sets. They, they ran pistol formations. They did all of these things because those are the things that Tebow was good at. So instead of trying to make him someone he's not, they said, you know what, we'll take you as you are, and we're going to run a lot of this stuff that you like and that you do well. That was his Tebow lesson. Then Manning comes along, and oh, Vols fans, I hope you've got your lotion handy because I'm about to stroke <laughs> that ball ego right now. Oh, Manning came gosh. along. And that's when he really learned how to coach the position because Manning said, you know, it took a while for Brian Callen to earn his trust because he's such a young assistant and Manning's this grizzly veteran who right. has all the accomplishments in the world, Hall of Famer, one of the best quarterbacks to ever throw a football. And Brian Callen comes in here. Well, Brian Callahan knows that he has to sit down and, you know, watch hours and hours and hours of film, every single possible look that Manning could face Callahan had to know what to do in that scenario. So for every single blitz combo that you could think of, you know, every blitz combo under the sun, Callahan learned to find an answer for. Whether it's a zero blitz, whether it's a, a look with you know certain safeties here and corners here, be, be on the lookout for this guy to blitz or that guy to blitz. Callahan learned about every possible scenario that you'll see from a defense. And that's what helped Joe Burrow, Austin. Joe Burrow, sure, he's talented as hell. Uh, you know, yeah. I think he's a more polished and, and, you know, there's a lot of things he does a lot better than Will Levis right now. But I do think that they have more in common than most people will lead on. But not only do you have a really talented and skilled quarterback in Joe Burrow, but he armored him with the knowledge for every single situation that Joe Burrow's faced. And that's why you see the Bengals so good on third down. Just last year in 2022, with a healthy Joe Burrow for a full season, the Bengals were fourth in the NFL on third down. The Titans in the last two seasons have been 28th and 23rd on third down. Mm. It's been unacceptable. They can't sustain drives. So having a guy like Callahan who's been able to do some of that with Jake or with Joe Burrow, and then you have Jake Browning, you throw him into the mix this past year. He leads the NFL with 70.4% completion percentage. I mean, that's incredible. What does Jake Browning do well? He throws the ball short and intermediate routes well. You don't let yeah. him test it down deep. 
But here's where Titans fans start to get really excited. What does Will Levis do well? Uh, everything. The deep oh, ball. Not yeah, yet. Deep not ball. yet. He yeah, will, okay. But not yet. I was Okay. Sorry. I got ahead of myself. I got excited. He throws a great deep ball. And if this Tebow lesson comes to Tennessee and he uses it with Will Levis, the Titans are going to be throwing that thing deep so many times. So yeah, often. Yeah. Now and you're gonna it, you're it, gonna it, you're gonna need playmakers to do that, right? You still gotta yes, figure out who you're gonna yes. bring in, right? But every, everywhere want... he's been, he's had a great wide receiver group. Like in in Denver, he had Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker and Emmanuel yeah. Sanders, and then in Detroit, it was Golden Tate and Marvin Jones, and you know, obviously the cast he's got up in in Cincinnati, everyone's aware of. But like he knows the importance of bringing in a playmaker, and especially if he's gonna use a Tebow lesson on Levis, and Levis is gonna sling that thing down the field four or five times a game. Like you need guys that can come up with catches there, and that's where a lot of people have their hopes high for T. Higgins, but we'll see how that develops. All right, let me get some of that blood out of your uh, shaft and into other areas of your body, okay? okay. Let me be that that wet blanket. Your, your D-rack is showing, Jack. I was about to say, uh, my, my fingers are, are starting to lose circulation. It, it should also be noted, first and foremost, that Brian Callahan is not the end-all, be-all answer for this t- Titans team. No, there's a lot of roster reconstruction that is going to have to go into this. And even though they have ninety nine million dollars coming off the books, this free agency, that's not going to solve all of their problems. Now, having a great leader and a guy who's forward thinking and all of that is is a huge, huge first step. And that can help you in a lot of areas, uh, especially based off of the staff that he brings in. But let's all remember, like, this is not like, oh, just because Brian Callahan is in two-tone blue means this offense is going to be fifth in the league in, in you know, in, in total yards. And it's going to be the sixth best scoring offense in the league. And it, it's not going to make that kind of jump, at least not from year to year. However, with that said, the NFL is, of course, one of the few sports of the like four, five professional major sports where a team can make that jump from last place to first place. And you see that every single year, at least with one team. So it is possible, but let's also kind of take this with like, look, this is the next be- next big step, and it was a good step. And I think it's a step that almost all of Titans Twitter is like universally agreeing upon, which is weird. It, it feels weird that like, we're all like, yeah, this is it. You know, that's what I and said. It feels yeah, like it's, it's been since Todd Downing's firing that like Titans fans were on like, or unanimously yeah, right. on the same side. Right. We always have like that one thing a year that we all agree on. And this is it for this year. seems like, and so, but you know, just, just no, but you're right. Like the things he did in Cincinnati are very promising. And, and the things that he did to cater to his best players needs, there's a lot of coaches in the NFL that do not do that. Uh, look at Luke Getze, who was just recently, I think, I don't know if he was hired or he was brought in for an interview with the Raiders. Um, but the former offensive coordinator with the bears, here's my bears reference for, for the week. Uh, <laughs> trying to make Justin. Yeah, you're right. Just, just uh, you know, sit with me here for just a second. <laughs> he tried to make Justin Fields a pocket passer at the beginning of the year, and that's one of the reasons why the Bears started 
what one in six, I believe they started. So, uh, and then once they kind of realized, okay, this is not working, kind of, you know, did that. Brian Callahan's not that guy. Brian Callahan's going to see the guy that sees a Justin Fields and says, what do you do? Well, we're going to cater to those needs. And Jake Browning as Burroughs backup going four and three uh, with a 70% completion rate, 70% 12 touchdowns, seven interceptions. That's pretty good for a backup quarterback, especially one that like Jake Browning to spill in the role of Joe Burrow and, Really, I mean, didn't I mean they kind of sputtered there towards the very end, but didn't but really the miss a beat there from good. the beginning. They yeah. scored thirty points in four of those games with Jake Brown. Like right, the offense right. was humming. But you're exactly yeah. right about the open mindedness. Hold like, on, hold on. They they scored thirty points in four of those games. Yes. Do you do you know how many games it's been since the Titans have scored thirty? I mean, it's been over two seasons. It's been since twenty twenty one. You're right. So what? That's that's eight. That's seventeen. That's thirty-four games. That's at least thirty-four games. So the Titans it's have not been scored thirty-five games <laughs> since they've scored know. thirty I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. And oh this gosh. dude did it four times with Jake with Browning. Jake Browning. Oh, <laughs> that like I'm getting chills just thinking about what he can do here. And, and you're right. It's, oh it's, he's gosh. not going to fix all of the problems, and, and that's important to state. But. I think that it's great because it's the first outside hire a team has made. There were two hires made before that. They were both internal hires. You know, the, the Raiders brought back Pierce and the Patriots promoted Mayo. But mm-hmm. while, the ta- while, while the Titans cast a wide net, and by the way, I don't know how many people know, Amy Adams Strunk sent a jet up to Cincinnati. Yeah. To pick up Brian that, that is right. a commitment, man. That's, yeah, man, his, his, his original were... flight was going to be canceled, and he debated making the drive down because he did not – one, he, he, he wanted to make it for this interview, but two, he knew that he was also backlogged with interviews scheduled after the Titans. So yeah. he was like, I need to get to Nashville. So he considered making the drive down, which I believe is a four-hour drive from Cincinnati, mm-hmm. um, and d- d- debated making that drive. And then Amy Adams Strunk said, no, we're flying our jet your way. Pretty badass. And for everyone... That is pretty badass. You know, a lot of critics, and there were many critics, of the decision to fire Vrabel. I was one of them. I disagreed with the move. I think you can live without him, though. Um, They criticized Amy and Rand for not having a plan or a vision. Well, it feels like all along, they've had a Callahan plan. And And you started to realize that towards the back end of the interview process when you saw dudes like Thomas Brown. And David Shaw come in for meetings. Those dudes aren't necessarily guys you'd make your head coach, but perhaps a couple of guys you want on your staff, on the offensive staff. Thomas yeah. Brown's a running backs guru, having having played the position himself. He worked with guys like Nick Chubb and Melvin Gordon at the college level. He made dudes like Sony Michelle and Cam Akers and Chuba Hubbard, who rushed for over 900 yards this past season, look competent in the NFL. Like That's a guy I want, and they're both from the McVay tree. And obviously there's a Bill Callahan, you know, conversation to be had here. Will the Browns let go of one of the highest paid assistants in football? We'll see. He's 67. That'd be pretty mean to say, hey, you can't coach with your son because you got to stay with us. But it's the NFL. It's a business. So we'll see if that that comes. Yeah. And and I've seen the mixed reports that they're like Brian is rumored to go. I think Mo Egger said uh, reported and he's from Cincinnati uh, reported that um, that. 
that Brian Callahan is expected to go on Bill's staff or vice versa. Jeez, I'm going to do that so much, especially if they're on the same staff together, uh, that Bill Callahan is expected to join Brian's staff. But then in that uh, in an SI article yeah. I read today with Connor or that was uh, he reported that he is expected to stay in Cleveland. So it is it is crazy. And to any like skeptics that are still out there, if there are any still out there of Amy Adams drunk and Rand Carthon and their lack of quote unquote vision. Look, there's a difference between having a vision and vocalizing that vision. Yes. Preach. And, and if you're not going to vocalize that vision before you even interview any prospects, I'm frankly okay with that because why would you hand out the cheat sheet of what you're looking for to prospective employees? Why would you say, hey, this is what we want, just so then they can take that and regurgitate that back to you and tell you what you want to hear in the interview process? If anything, you keep that all internal. You don't need to feed that to the press. You don't need to tell everyone, oh, this is what we're looking for. This is what our plan is. No, you keep that plan internal, and then you let it execute and play out much like they did. And to me, this tells me they had a plan. They had a vision, and they're building around it right now. And I... Like, you know, like uh, what in Philadelphia, they say, trust the process, even though that process has gotten them zero, zero <laughs> rings. I feel like Titans fans, we need to trust the process and we need to believe in Amy Adams drunk because there has yet to been a move that she has made that hasn't bettered the franchise all the way back to firing uh, Ken Wisenhunt and hiring Mike Malarkey. We could go that deep. Let M Mike Malarkey play out for two years. Fired him. Bring in Vrabel. You fire Vrabel after that goes stale. And now you bring in Brian Callahan. Same thing with the GMs, with John Rob. You, you know, John Robinson came out with a bang, did awesome work right out the gate. Then he went stale. Fire him. Bring in Rand Carthon. Like, everything she has done. Even the smaller things, from social media to the front office. Like, like even, like, minor things. Hell, that new building that they have built right over there at St. Thomas Sports Park is amazing. Like that is all her doing and her investing into this team. And if you can't see that, if you still are like, well, I liked Mike Vrabel. I mean, like you're clearly not looking at the big picture here and seeing that she wants to win a Super Bowl. She wants to put butts in her seats in her new stadium, obviously. That's just good business. And she's a good business woman. But she also wants to win a Super Bowl because it hasn't been done for yet with this franchise. And I think that would be, I, I mean, I'm just go, I'm just going to sit back and put my hands up on my head, kick my feet up like Ferris Bueller and watch the whole thing play out. This team is still young, right? Like they still need to learn how to win in the regular season, but they're bringing in winners to do that. If they do hire Thomas Brown, he's got a Super Bowl under his belt with the Rams. He spent, you know, you know, what Sean McVay thinks of him after one year as the running backs coach in LA, he promoted him to the assistant head coach, and then they won the <laughs> Super Bowl. Like yeah. I understand that he's coming from the Panthers and against, there's a lot of Carolina against, stink on him against Brian Callahan. That's a good point. And Callahan's been to two Super Bowls. And David Shaw, if you end up bringing him in, like I think that they might uh, three Pac-12 championships at freaking Stanford, man. Like yeah. those dudes are winners. Those dudes know how to win. The Titans blew five leads in the second half last season, or five halftime leads last season. 
They're going to figure out how to win. They need to get the right guys around them, and then they need to figure out the personnel, which is a whole other story. But while we're on personnel, everyone's talking about T. Higgins. I don't think that he's necessarily the only guy we should keep our eye on that's coming no. up in free agency from Cincinnati. No. There are five dudes, Austin, that fit what the Titans need right now. DJ Reader, an excellent defensive tackle. I don't know that you want to pay for that position already having Jeffrey Simmons on your roster. But you've got Tyler Boyd as well, who's a great number three. If you can figure out Traylon Burks, which seems like a long shot right now. They've yeah. also got a lockdown corner, uh, Chidobe Awuzie, who's been nice in Dallas and in Cincinnati, who could really fill a, fill a need on the outside of that defense for the Titans. Jonah Williams, the right tackle. And then T. Higgins is the big one. Sure, they can throw the franchise tag on him, but that's $21 million, and they're about to pay Jamar Chase. Like, do they want to keep him? Or do they want to tag him and trade him so they don't let him walk for free? Yeah. I think the and, smart and, move is to tag him and trade him. And then let right. the Titans go get him, give him a player and a pick. And then you extend T. Higgins. And then you draft yeah. a receiver. And then you have Will Levis, Tajay Spears, T. T Higgins, whatever receiver you draft. And that's the core right there, man. I think oh it, they're, they're they're close. They're close. Yeah. Than we think. Wow. I wow. Look at this. I I, I did not. I, I Rand Carthon on this podcast with me right now. This is amazing. Rand Carthon. Out. Look. I'll work talk about having a vision. Jeez. Yeah. No. It would be cool to uh, reunite the Clemson boys, T Higgins and um and DeAndre Hopkins, yes. and bring Mister Mister Football in the state of Tennessee, T Higgins, back to his home state. However, uh. That he is not the only one. There's, there's, and there are some other strong wide receiver possibilities um, coming up on the books. Mike Evans, for one, uh, is the first one that comes to mind. That's a free thousand yard pass catcher you've got right there. Yeah, Calvin Ridley. Like, so there's, there's plenty of options that the Titans can do. It's not make or break if T. Higgins comes to Nashville or not. I would love for that to happen, but, um, but yeah, Jack, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for where the Titans are headed. I, this was, he was, if not my top choice, he was like my number two. Um, it, and I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, how can you not? He's everything that you want on paper. He hasn't called plays. That's his biggest deficiency, right? That's like the, the money ball scene or like, okay, yeah. Chad Bradford, but, well, but, but Zach, Zach Taylor, Zach Taylor speaks glowingly of him in the sense that how collaborative he was and how yes. much knowledge he brought to the table and how much Zach Taylor is, as like basically said, I'm not the coach I am without Brian Callahan by my side, you know, as the OC. And he did have a hand in third down play calls. And that's what the Bengals were really good at with Joe Burrow when he was the healthy Bengals. in 2022. That's, that's right. right. The Bengals. Um, yeah, exactly. Like the schemes, everything that he helps draw up on the week to week basis. Sure, that's why Zach Taylor loves him. We'll see how that Bengals offense functions without Brian Callahan. But it's not the kiss of death to hire a guy to call plays who hasn't called plays before. right? We saw Arthur Smith do it. Mike McDaniel got hired in Miami, having not called a play on offense for his team. And he seems to be having you yeah. know, great success down there on offense. So right, it's, it's, right. it's not unheard of at all. And I think Callahan's yeah. equipped to do it. And when you bring in a guy like Eric Bieniemy to help run the offense, like it's oh, going you're going down that road. I, I mean, I want to, but no one else will join me. I I feel <laughs> like that is 
No one, if Eric Bieniemy, I don't know why, if if his if his if he wears clothes made out of nuclear waste uh, or what, but nobody wants to touch him or get within a ten foot pole um, with him. But I just love that the Titans hired a guy from the Bengals, so that way, whenever Jack can reference his previous work, he'll always say Bengals. <laughs> All right, before we move any further, let's first get a word from our friends at BetMGM. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code A to Z Sports and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. You know, I just thought of something. Uh, if Brian Callahan comes in and shakes things up for the Titans and really, like, builds a very competitive team and gets the Titans to be back in one of those top three AFC teams. Like mm. we were for a while there under Talk dirty to me. How, like how it, it would be so awesome. Like to see that happen, to see the Titans yet again, be competitive and kind of strike fear in the eyes of their opponents, knowing that like, Oh, when you play the Titans, it's going to be a tough test. And I just know that if, you know what, I'll say when that happens, because I'm very confident. I'm very confident that the Titans will return to that. I think the Titans are a very well-run team and a very well-owned team, which I think is uh, it plays a larger part than what people realize. That's why hey. one of the reasons why the, that why the Jaguars can't sustain success. Uh, <laughs> a legacy offseason for Rand Carthon, by the way. Yes, it is. Very important offseason. So. But I'm confident. Okay? Until proven otherwise, I am very. I will remain confident. I just know the Titans are going to get there. Mike Vrabel, old friend, will find a head coaching job somewhere, and he'll be coaching a, a meddling Raiders team or whatever. Okay, whoever it may be. Fill in this the is blank. after they after they fire Antonio Pierce. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. They already hired Antonio Pierce. Let's say. Um, Let's say uh, uh, the Panthers, okay? okay? Mike Vrabel is coaching the Panthers, and and they're terrible. They're four and twelve heading into the final week of the season. They're playing the Titans for some reason. Seventeen game schedule. Yeah, they're four and twelve. They're heading into the final game of the. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, sorry, yeah, that's on me. And the Titans, Titans need like uh, to win a game, and they clinch the one seed in the AFC South. Okay. Or the in the AFC, get that by, and they play a Mike Vrabel team that's terrible. That's not a good sign. And somehow that Mike Vrabel team beats the Titans. <laughs> like, wouldn't that be like so poetic? Like, wouldn't that just be the most Mike Vrabel thing to do? Where it's like that team has no business beating that team, and then he like just does that, like something we've been used to for so many years now under Mike Vrabel as the Titans coach. Wouldn't that be so funny to then have that voodoo magic turned back on us? And like, we're like, damn it, he pulled the he pulled the move on us. 
He did the thing that he we always used to do to other teams. He did that on us. It's going to be the same way when Derrick Henry comes into Nissan Stadium or, you know, the, the new dome across the street. Oh, jeez. And, and runs all over the Titans at the Don't prime age that. of 39 no, years old. No, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry is, is coming back. I'm... God, Derrick Henry's so. gonna be a Tennessee Titan. Ten- Derrick Henry's gonna be a Tennessee Titan. Brian Callahan's gonna be like, we need Derrick Henry in, in this offense because of the things that I can do with that man. I know, and and I hope that if they do go down the Thomas Brown route, I hope that that makes Tennessee a little bit more attractive for Derrick Henry. Now, Tennessee also has to want him back, right? Like Rand Carthon has. Well, to and Derrick Henry has to want back because I think exactly. that's a large part of it too. I I feel like I feel like Derrick Henry is more. He wants would to win. be more out. Would be more out than the Titans would be. Then, like, I think the Titans would want to bring him back more than Derrick Henry would want to be back. I know. And that's, and he, what, that's what worries me. That's what scares me. He doesn't need a full training camp. I just, there's, there's I, such a big part of me that hopes he just waits and gives the Titans a chance to make upgrades this offseason with all this extra money and these draft picks and you know, by the by the time Derrick Henry's thinking about signing, he's like, "Wow, you know that, that roster, that offense." Yeah, yeah, look right. The DeAndre better. Hopkins move, essentially. You know, like the yeah, okay, yeah, I, I see what they're building in Tennessee. You know, like that yeah, one of like, those types you, of things. You draft your left tackle at seven. You go sign a right tackle like Jonah Jackson. Oof. You know, you you bring another wide receiver in, and then Derrick Henry's like, "Wow, you know, I, I think I can make this work." I think we yeah. might be closer to winning the division than a lot of people give us credit for. And nobody thought the Texans would come out of nowhere and win, win the division with that roster. It's a good but point. Those, it's a great point. Uh, it, it can happen it, to what, any. What a difference a coaching staff can make, honestly. Uh, new life, new new, new breath of fresh air. I Man, if they bring Derrick Henry back, I will be insufferable. We're teasing ourselves. We, I know, I know. We know that we're going to cry over this later. We're, we're getting our hopes up. This is not something. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's another episode for later down the road. But the last thing I want to say before we get out of here, um, we were talking about uh, Brian Callahan and how much he brought to the Bengals. Excuse me. Sorry, Jack. I, Bengals. I you don't understand stand what I mean when I say that. What he brought <laughs> to the Bengals. And uh, Joe Burrow said that um, – Brian Callahan made his presence known with a sense of humor. Huh? Wow. Hey, Tuppers. Look, you know that the, I hear that and that gets me excited. I'm like, okay, a coach with a sense of humor because, you know, I'm pretty sure we spent the last six years, uh, with a coach without one. Um, aside he from was, whenever he, Ray, Ray aside was like from whenever he would really funny. Yeah. Whenever he would like go on the bus with Taylor Lewan and all that, you know, I was like, yeah, okay. I'm sure he was funny behind closed doors, but most of the time there was not much of a sense of humor there. 2019 Rabel was really funny. The, the cut his weenie off for a Super Bowl. Like, like there was some, there was some fun Rabel in there. Again, but another moment that came, another moment that came from the bus. I think it was just whenever he came, went on that bus, beat down school bus in that uh, studio, like that was when he was at his funniest. Uh, aside from that, not so, but uh, yeah, we'll, Callahan, we'll see. Callahan has a sense of humor. And in one example, after uh, discovering that Bengals wide receiver Trenton Irwin had been in a soup commercial as a child, the coordinator embedded it into a weekly installation meeting. So think about that. You're sitting down, settling in to watch a film for your upcoming <laughs> opponent. Good. Okay, and you're, you're okay. What's the install? What what are we what are we uh, implementing into the game plan this week? Let's watch some film of it. 
and you're watching film, okay, so we're going to go, you know, shotgun, you know, with uh, three receivers to, wait a minute, is that a soup commercial? Is that Trenton Irwin as a, as a uh, six-year-old boy being in a soup commercial? Is that what we're, is that what we're doing? That to me, look, I can get down with anyone who splices soup commercials into their game footage. Uh, so I'm here for it. Brian Callahan, bring that humor. Cause look, levity can do so much for, uh, for a franchise, for a team. It builds trust. The best way to build trust with a stranger is make a joke, make them laugh and boom, they will trust you almost instantly. That's why a lot of times you see pastors start their sermons off with a joke. want people to believe them. I'm just saying, I, Brian Callahan. Make us laugh, all right? Make me a bicycle, clown. Laughter is the best medicine, no doubt. Hey, look, if he can turn Kyle Phillips into Trenton Irwin, I'd take it. By the way, I think Kyle Phillips would have made for a great child actor. I can only, I don't really know what he looked like as a child, but, you know, he, he still Phillips, seems like he could pass for a child actor. Kyle Phillips looks like he was a child actor, like he's 100%. a grown-up child actor. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think, what do you think Kyle Phillips starred in as a child actor? I'm gonna say he had a three episode stint on like Boy Meets World as like ah, one yeah. of the, one of the one. kids in class with uh with Corey. I was gonna say I was gonna think you know more Zaboomafu. He was one of the the kids that got to come on Zaboomafu. What the heck is Zaboomafu? You don't know Zaboomafu? Oh my god! Did I out reference you? Yeah, maybe with like. Uh, sorry, I I I only watch Miss Rachel when my toddler's in the room. Jack, I don't know, dude. Zaboomafu. Are you talking about was... Zoom? Zoom no. from PBS? Oh, I can't wait. There's gonna be there's gonna be listeners that understand what I'm talking about too. Zaboomafu with the lemur. They had the lemur on it. The hell are you talking about? Look, Jack? hey, if you don't get it, you just don't know good TV, Austin. Sounds like you need to spend more time watching TV to get my references. Zaboomafu. Is this a Zaboomafu? Oh my gosh! Wait, it was just two. It was wait, it was just two guys with a with a. Is that a real lemur? Or is that a puppet? No, it's a real lemur. Are you I'm sure? Pretty sure? Pretty sure it was a real lemur. If it was a fake lemur, my childhood is ruined. Jack, I'm pretty sure that's a fake lemur. No, is it a fake Jack. lemur? All right, if you're if you're like me and you have no idea what Zabuma from is, go 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 onto the internet and look up. Just Google Zabuma from. Zabuma food. Chris, Chris Kratt and Martin Kratt. Oh God. Chris now Kratt and Martin Kratt. They're the I guess the host. They're jumping around with this with this lemur. Oh, okay, the one dude. they're jumping around with. The one that. Oh no, that is a fake lemur, dude. Yeah, the, the, I'm starting to look at that the is. Ticks. Oh, this is embarrassing, Jack. That is the oh, most puppet-looking lemur I've ever seen in my life. Now, see, now I'm sweating. Now I'm starting to sweat because this is altered. This has altered my brain chemistry here. Damn, it was a fake lemur the whole time, huh? Jack, I've... answer my question. Answer this question, okay, before we get out of here. Would you rent this on VHS tape from the local library? Is that how you watch Zabuma for a... I don't know. This has... watch it. You know, I'd go to my grandmother's before school, and we'd watch it. It would be on at her house. Yeah. Yeah, she, without a question, rented this from the local library. Because I've I was always like wondered, three, like, who I was are like the... three, four, five, so my memory of the lemur it felt real to me, damn it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It, yeah. <laughs> I there's so many like I always wonder like who are the people that rent movies from the local library? Why would you not just go to Blockbuster or Hollywood Video or something 
And no, she did. now I'm finding no. out who who did PBS that. Kids. It was... it was on PBS Kids. This was, well, yeah, this was so very was... much in play. Uh, Zoom was on PBS Kids, and that. Yeah. Anyway, okay. We've spent way too much time talking. This is what we do at the end of episodes. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Especially in the off season. Especially in the off season. All right, we're getting out of here. Uh, Zaboomafu conspiracy sh- theorists. Tweet at Tighten Up Pod if you've ever heard of Zaboomafu uh, or whatever the hell it's called. There's no uh, R. Did did is that where you learned how to say the word bingle? <laughs> I, it was an animal based show. I guess it was all puppet related. Now I, I have no idea. I don't know what I know anymore. I. I'm sitting here questioning everything in my life after this. At Tighten Up Pod on Twitter, let us know if you've ever heard of Zaboomafru. At Tighten Up Podcast on Instagram, oh, you can oh. follow Jack. You can follow Jack on Twitter. Who, if if anyone tries to steal the uh, rant, what is it, Ranahan? Ranahan. It's the Ranahan. Ran, the Ranahan. That's what we're era. calling. It. If anyone steals that from Jack, you you make sure they pay royalties to Jack because Jack came up with that. He was first to that one. It's fantastic. The Ranahan era at Jack A Gentry on Twitter, guys. Give him a follow because you get little hidden gems like that, and it they're not even hidden. They're out in the plain sight. They're every tweet is an absolute banger. So follow at Jack A Gentry, except for the times he's complaining about vanity basketball. Just overlook those, and you're fine. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Austin Huff. And, uh, of course, follow A to Z Sports on all of the socials. Jack, do you have anything for the road? I don't. I, I just – look, it's been a frustrating couple of weeks for Titans fans, but we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. We're starting yeah, to see that, the direction they're heading in, and I think it's great. I think it's what everyone wants. Look, uh, what is it? Uh, Monday night? Monday night got just the seventh W in the last 25 games. And shout so. out to them for breaking this news on Monday. This is – you know, pre Rabel or I guess early Rabel, this happens on Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, no, no, you're right. That's it, and that's a great point. In fact, uh, we had uh, who did who did we have that? Um, uh, my on on Twitter, we had uh, Marcus Hall, all, all Marcus twenty two on Twitter. Um, Shout out Marcus. Who, uh, He's, he's always tweeting the pod. A great Tupper, and look in the running for Tupper of the Year, which we're still looking for. He said, did the Wednesday afternoon news dumps stop after Vrabel was fired? People are asking. Wow. It's a great point. That's a great point, Marcus. Like, that is, honestly, it's like, maybe Vrabes was the guy that was always dropping that news on a Wednesday. Here we do thought it was like a J-Rob thing, but I Do you think know. he was anti-Tup? Do you think he was pro-F-words and anti-Tup? No, he was pro bussing with the boys and anti every oh, other Titans podcast. Yes. That's what it was. Never Brian came on Callahan. our podcast to talk about chopping off his dick. Brian Callahan, you could do yourself a lot of favors by being pro tough. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Look, the city. This yeah. The hey, why do you think why do you why do you think I was so hard on Brable the last twenty five games when he was <laughs> slipping so bad? Why why do you think yeah, Don't mess this he, up, he, he was anti tup he was anti-tough. Brian Callahan, this is your chance to make it right. Not only with the, the, the new people within the organization of the Titans franchise, but also the podcasts that surround it. Which, there are new ones popping up at left and right. I'm like, every time I jump on Twitter, I'm like, oh, hold on, who is this guy? He's got a YouTube channel. This guy's got a, a, a Titans fan podcast. Like, this is, well, listen, the one you're listening to right now is the only one that has won multiple awards from the Soap Network as back the best back. Nashville sports podcast and the best Nashville sports 
podcast that wasn't nominated for best Nashville sports podcast. Uh, yeah. So good luck I finding think, a podcast with that award. There, are, there's literally no other podcast in history that can claim those both of those awards so uh all right we're gonna get out of here thank you guys so much for following remember leave us four and a half stars uh for the tighten up idiots and 0.5 stars for buck rate review and subscribe love you guys so much and with all of that said i guess until next week tighten up they're the tennessee titans they're the Tennessee Titans, they'll keep on fighting all the way. They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the Tennessee Titans.